In parts 1, 2 and 3, we laid a very solid and necessary foundation for healing the sick. And part of that included clarity over the will of God, showing that it's always the will of God to heal, that he's already provided healing for us, and that we have a part to play in seeing the sick healed. And if you haven't taken the time to listen to those yet, make sure to go back and listen, because they help to set the context for what I'm sharing here. And in this episode, I want to share the question, if God isn't the one responsible for sickness or the reason for why we don't see people healed, then where does it come from? If God isn't the one at fault, then where does the fault lie? And this is a valuable question to answer because if you can find the fault, you can remove the fault. And when you can remove the fault, you can see greater breakthrough and you will see more people healed and set free. You see, if the fault was on God's end, then there's nothing we could do about it. Our hands are tied and it'd just be all up to God. But because God is not the one at fault, that should give us great comfort because the fault is then something we can remove, which will allow us to see more of the power of God. And there are at least 10 reasons for why we can experience sickness, and some of these I've already covered in previous episodes. But I'm going to touch on all 10 briefly, as well as some of the promises that God has given us to be victorious in these areas. And I believe that once we grasp this, not only will we gain a greater confidence in healing the sick, but we'll also get a bigger picture of just how good God is to us. So let's get into it. The first reason for why we can experience sickness is because we live in a fallen world. Thanks to Adam, sin entered the world and it affected everything. Sickness, disease, natural disasters, these are all the result of a fallen world. They're not the hand of God. Jesus never blessed a storm, he rebuked it. Jesus never cuddled sickness, he cured it. And Jesus never embraced sin, he defeated it. So one of the reasons why we can experience sickness is because we live in a fallen world. And we live in a fallen world because of Adam's choice, not the will of God. Thankfully, Jesus has redeemed us from the power of sin. He's given us authority over sickness and disease. And he even encouraged us in John chapter 16, verses 33, saying, In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, for I have overcome the world. So although we live in a fallen world, because of Jesus, we can overcome the world and have victory in this life. The second reason for why we can experience sickness is because of the thief. In John chapter 10, verses 10, Jesus says, The thief comes only to steal kill and destroy, but I have come that you may have life. Anything that is stealing from your life, like sickness, is from the thief. It's not from God. And a thief doesn't ask for permission. That's why he's a thief. Satan isn't asking God for permission to afflict you, and God isn't allowing it. The thief is simply doing what he does best, trying to destroy you. And it's up to you to resist him. In James chapter 4 verse 7, it says, Submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. It doesn't say he'll flee from God, it says he will flee from you. It's up to you to resist him. And that word resist means to actively fight against. It is not passive. And you're resisting the devil. He's the one afflicting you in this. But if you believe it's all God's doing, then you won't resist the devil because you believe it's God's will and the devil can have a field day with you. And as long as you can tolerate being sick, you will. You see, until you get sick and tired of being sick and tired, you will remain passive and the devil can walk all over you because you haven't correctly understood your enemy. Thankfully, Jesus has given us authority over the enemy, and Satan is a defeated foe. Him and God aren't at war with each other. No, God already defeated him and made a public spectacle of him. Rather, Satan is at war with us, and that is why it is up to us to resist the devil, and he will flee from us. Submit to God, resist the devil, meaning we're to actively fight against the enemy. We're not passive, and he will flee from you. The third reason for why we can experience sickness is because of sin. In Galatians chapter 6 verses 8, it says those who sow to their flesh will reap death and decay. We make sinful choices and then we reap the destructive consequences of those choices. You see, we are free to make choices, but we are not free from the consequences that they incur. And this is why scripture often exhorts us to stay away from sin. 
You see, you don't put a fence around a swimming pool because you think swimming is evil. Instead, you do it to protect the kids from falling and drowning. So likewise, God exhorts us to stay away from sin so that we don't fall and drown in the deadly waters that sin brings. Now, don't make the mistake of thinking that everybody's sickness is due to some sin in life because that's not always the case. But obviously, for the times where there is hidden or willful sin, that I encourage you to bring it to the light so that you can be washed clean of it. One of the greatest keys to avoid sin and walking in the flesh is to maintain intimacy with the Father. In Galatians chapter 5, verse 16, it says, Walk in the Spirit and you will not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. And I have a podcast episode already called The Key to All Growth, Intimacy. So make sure to go and listen to that one later and be encouraged in that place of intimacy so that you can grow in walking in the Spirit and not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. The fourth reason for why we can experience sickness is because of other people's sin. Now, this is a given, or at least it should be a given, but think a drink driver who crashes and injures an innocent bystander. The driver did that to them, not God. Or think a sexual predator who abuses others, causing lasting trauma and illness. The predator did that to them, not God. Or think the newborn of negative conditions because they were exposed to drugs in the womb. The addicted mother did that to them, not God. And this wasn't any sin of their own per se, but it was the sin and actions of others. And this should be a given, but I'm surprised at how many times we come across situations like this and we'll still put it back on God. No, thankfully God is a good father to us and he promises to bring beauty from ashes and redemption for all those who trust in him. The fifth reason for why we can experience sickness is because of carnal mindedness. In Romans chapter 8 verses 6, Paul says to be carnally minded is death. Now that word carnal comes from a Latin word that means meat or flesh. And carnal mindedness is simply judging things according to the flesh, according to the natural, and never considering the spiritual. Being carnally minded doesn't just tend toward death, it is death. And this is why it's crucial to renew your mind and to meditate on the scriptures. Otherwise, you'll naturally drift to the carnal tendencies, which is the natural flow of a fallen world. Thankfully, the remainder of Romans chapter 8 verse 6 says, to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. And I have a podcast episode called How to Grow in the Word, so definitely make sure to listen to that later, as it will help you to grow in the Word and renew your mind so that you can walk in the spirit of life and peace. The sixth reason for why we can experience sickness is because we speak words of death. Proverbs chapter 18 verses 21 says, The power of life and death are in the tongue, and those who love it will eat of its fruits. You see, our words have power, and our words can either build up or they can tear down. And I remember years ago, I heard Bill Sabritsky, a well-known evangelist from New Zealand actually, but internationally known, I heard him share a testimony of a lady who had an unusually high temperature. And doctors tried everything, but they couldn't pinpoint where the issue was. So they decided to monitor over a week. And what they found is that when something bad would happen or when she would read something or hear something negative on the news, for example, she would say these words, that burns me up. So they asked her to refrain from saying those words. And over a period of a few weeks, her temperature was back to normal. Your words have power. And even scientists have proven the effect of words on things like water molecules and plants and even rice. In one particular experiment I watched by Dr. Imoto, he would say the words like love and these water molecules would form these beautiful diamond shapes or rice would give off this nice smelling aroma. But when he would say words like hate, the water molecules would distort and crack and break or the rice would turn to mold. And I actually took to trying this myself when I first saw it. I put cooked rice in two separate jars. To one jar I said the words I hate you and to the other jar I said the words I love you. And after 14 days, the rice in the hate jar was all black and moldy, while the rice in the love jar still looked the same. 
You see, science has proved that scripture has said for years that our words have the power of life and death in them. So instead of complaining and speaking death to your body about yourself and about others, speak life, speak healing, speak the word of God because your words have the power of life in them. The seventh reason for why we can experience sickness is because of envy and self-seeking. In James chapter 3, verses 16, it says, For where there is envy and self-seeking, there is also confusion and every evil thing. Envy, jealousy, and self-seeking can all lead to paths of destruction if we're not careful. In Proverbs chapter 14, verses 30, it says, Envy is rottenness to the bones. And we all know how envy and jealousy tormented King Saul, for example, who was once a great man of God, only to be led astray by envy. And this is why we're often exhorted to forgive, to bless and not curse, and to die to ourselves so that we can truly live. So if you're experiencing envy or jealousy towards somebody, then I encourage you to get alone with the Father and give it over to Him. And if it makes sense, talking to the person that you're holding envy or jealousy towards and asking for forgiveness can also be extremely freeing. In James chapter 5, verse 16, it says, Confess your sins to one another so that you may be healed. So be free from envy and self-seeking and every evil thing. The eighth reason for why we can experience sickness is because of pride. In Proverbs chapter 16, verses 18, it says, Pride goes before destruction. And that word goes is a verb, it's a doing word. In other words, he who walks in pride is walking in destruction. And not only that, but you're also robbing yourself of more grace. In James chapter 4, verse 6, it says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And I don't know about you, but I want more grace in my life. I don't want destruction or even have God opposing me. No, I want more grace in my life. And it's valuable to note that pride isn't just those that are loud and arrogant, for example. No, pride can also be when you're timid and shy. How? Because pride is simply when you are focused on yourself more than God. So be aware of the false humility that is very real out there. People who may come across as quiet and they may speak lowly of themselves, but are actually still in pride because their focus is still on themselves. And although it may not be loud and arrogant, it's still swinging on that same pendulum. It's just the other side. You see, true humility is believing everything that God has said, including everything that he has said about you. And it's the humble that God gives more grace to. The ninth reason for why we can experience sickness is because of lack of knowledge. Hosea chapter 4 verse 6 says we are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. We're not destroyed for God's choice or will, we're destroyed for our own lack of knowledge. And this is why I'm sharing knowledge so that we can stop the destruction. Because you don't know what you don't know and you only know what you only know. And the world says things like, well what you don't know won't hurt you. But scripture says what you don't know will destroy you. Ignorance is not bliss. And this is why we're exhorted so many times throughout Scripture to take heed the words of His lips, to never let them depart, to bind them to your neck, and to meditate on them day and night. In Proverbs chapter 4, verses 22, it says, Your words are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Key word there, find them. There is some searching action to be done on our end to find them. So again, as I mentioned earlier, make sure to listen to my podcast, How to Grow in the Word, because the Word is the way that we grow in knowledge, which will help us to stop the destruction. And finally, the tenth reason for why we can experience sickness is because of unbelief. While the lack of knowledge is simply not knowing, unbelief is actually knowing, but still choosing not to believe. And unfortunately, you can't make anybody believe anything and nobody can make you believe anything. Sure, people can encourage you and share uplifting revelation, but they can't make you believe anything. A man convinced against his will is still a man left unconvinced. And if we're not careful, we can hold an idea so strongly that when somebody opposes it, it creates a very uncomfortable feeling within us. And these are what Paul called strongholds. You see, knowledge is the doorway to potential truth and freedom, 
but a humble and sincere heart is the key that actually opens the door and takes you there. In fact, unbelief is often just another form of pride, or rather, pride is the deepest form of unbelief. And in the same way that humility is the antidote to pride, so also humility is the antidote to unbelief. So instead of being too quick to throw out something that makes you uncomfortable, humbly seek God's perspective because the common reason for why we feel uncomfortable in those moments is because truth is often clashing with a lie that we hold deeply, a stronghold. And it takes humility to allow that splinter of a lie to be plucked out. Humility is the springboard to freedom. And those are 10 reasons for why we can often experience sickness and why we often fail to see the sick healed. Number one, a fallen world. Number two, the thief. Number three, our sin. Number four, others' sin. Number five, carnal-mindedness. Number six, envy and self-seeking. Number seven, words of death. Number eight, pride. Number nine, lack of knowledge. And number 10, unbelief. You see, God is a good father to us and he is not the reason for our sicknesses, nor is he the reason for why we don't see the sick healed. Instead, he has given us everything we need for life and godliness, his spirit, his word, his blood, his authority, so that we can overcome sickness and disease. And he is always for us. He is never against us. And his plans for our lives are always and only for good. And I want to leave you with three questions. Number one, are any of these reasons hindering me right now from seeing the sick healed? Number two, how can I start removing these faults so that I can see more people set free? And number three, Who can I share this podcast with today? Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you that you're a good God to us and you've provided everything that we need for life and for godliness. And you're never the reason for sickness or for why we don't see it. And I thank you for these different areas, these reasons that can hinder us and block us at times. And I pray that you would help us to know, give us the truth, help us to see the truth, for the truth to illuminate our hearts and our minds to see what you see so that we can experience what you said we could see. And I thank you that you're always faithful to us. Help us to know more about your character, about your goodness, about who you are as a father to us. We thank you for everything that you are. We thank you for everything that you've been. And we thank you for everything that is available for us in your son and through Christ, through your spirit. We thank you. We love you. And we appreciate you in Jesus name. Amen.